Good morning. Today we'll be studying the tenth and final chapter of Hilchot Tefillin, Mezuzah, and Sefer Torah. And this chapter will deal with two topics uh, specifically. The first topic will be a summary of the twenty things that invalidate a Sefer Torah, as we've been discussing for the past few chapters. And the second topic that Rambam will deal with in this chapter is what our attitude towards a Sefer Torah should be and how we should treat a Sefer Torah and how to behave in the presence of a Sefer Torah. Halakha Aleph Nimtzet alamed she'esrim devarim hen she'kol achat mehen posel Sefer Torah We find that there are 20 things, 20 factors that invalidate a Sefer Torah. Happens to be that 20 is double the number of chapters in Hilchotefilin, Mezuzah, and Sefer Torah, as we're studying the 10th chapter, and there are 20 things that are invalidated the Sefer Torah. And if one of these items was done to a Sefer Torah or contained, uh, or a Sefer Torah contained one of these items, it is like one of the scrolls of the Humash or one of the five books of the Humash that are taught, that children are taught with. And it does not possess the sanctity of a Sefer Torah. And it is prohibited to read from it in public. Obviously, public, we're referring to a minyan above ten men, as we mentioned before. And they are the following. If a Sefer Torah was written, as we mentioned, on the skin of a non-kosher animal, if it was written on the skin of a kosher animal, however, it was not tanned, if it was tanned, but it was not tanned specifically for the purpose of of a sefer Torah, for to be used for a sefer, as a sefer Torah, dalishin nichtav shelo bimkom ketiva. If it was written on the wrong side, that in, on the wrong side, let me explain in a minute. Rabbi will tell us. Ala gevil bimkom basar, ala kelaf bimkom sear. If it was written on the gevil, where it should be written on on the side of the hair. However, if it was written on the side of the flesh, or on the kelaf, if it was written on the side of the hair when it should be written on the side of the flesh. This invalidates the Sefer If it was partially written on Gevil and partially on Kelaf, the Sefer Torah is invalidated. If it was written on Duxustus, as we mentioned before what that is, if it was written without Sirtut, which are again the traced lines on the Sefer Torah, if it was written not in the permanent ink or black ink that we've mentioned, if it was written in other languages other than Kitab Ashuri, the other exception, as we said before, was would be uh, Yevanit, but because Yevanit and the Yevanit, Yevanit that Harambam and the Gemara was referring to has been forgotten, so our only option today is Kitab Ashuri. If a goy wrote the Sefer Torah, or if even uh, someone else who is invalidated to write a Sefer Torah wrote it, for example, Amin, 
Yod Aleph Shikatav Azkarot Belo Kavana, if the names of God were written without the proper focus or concentration or intent. Yod Bet Ot Ahat, if one letter was missing from the Sefer Torah, it is invalidated. Yod Gimel Shehosif Afilu Ot Ahat, if one letter was added. Yod Dalid Shenaga Ot Beot, if a letter was touching another letter. Tedvav Shenif Sedat Sura Ot Ahat, Asheloti Karekol Ikar. If one letter was marred uh, so much so that you can't read it at all, or that it resembles another letter, whether because of the actual writing itself, whether because of a hole in the parchment, whether from a tear in the parchment, or whether because of the sirtut. Here's the quick note, Hanabam here does not use the letters Tetzayin as people typically use. This is Yod Bav. So the 16th item is if a person wrote the letters too far apart from each other, or too close to each other, so much so that one uh, that a word looks like two different words, or that two different words are so close together that, that it looks like one word that invalidates the Sefer Torah. Uh, that one altered the form of the parashiyot. For example, he made a petuha setuma, or vice versa. If one changed or altered the form of the shirot, if someone wrote the rest of the Torah in the similar in the same form of the Shirah as we talked about before, the Shirot. Chaf 20, last one. If one sewed the sheets of parchments with the sinos of an unkosher animal. And all the other things that we've mentioned uh, in regards to the writing and making of a Sefer Torah are for a mitzvah and to beautify uh, the Sefer Torah. However, they do not disqualify the Sefer Torah if uh, one did not do all of uh, the things aside from the 20 things just mentioned. Now we're going to get into the attitude uh, that we treat a Sefer Torah, as I mentioned before, uh, and how we treat a Sefer Torah, and the proper protocols, uh, and how one should behave in the presence of a Sefer Torah. Sefer Kasher, in regards to a kosher Sefer Torah, one must treat it with extreme sanctity, and extreme honor and treated with great honor. This idea of kavod gadol will be actually echoed in the final halakha, as I mentioned before, when Harambam will quote a famous um, teaching from Pirkavot. <clears throat> How does one treat it with such sanctity and respect? It is forbidden to sell a Sefer Torah, for example. Even if a person has nothing to eat, 
ואפילו היו לו ספרים רבים, even if he had numerous books, numerous ספרי תורה, ואפילו ישן ניקח בו חדש, even if one wanted to sell an old ספר תורה to buy a new one, he is prohibited from doing so. לעולם אין מוכרים ספר תורה אלא לשני דברים. This is actually a statement made by B. Yohanan, the famous אמוראים uh, from Eretz Yisrael, in מסכת מגילה, דף ג', כ"ז, מחילה. That a person may only sell a ספר תורה for two purposes. שילמד תורה בדמיו, או שיישא אישה בדמיו. If one needs to use its funds received from the sale to study Torah, or to get married. And this is only again in a situation that he has nothing else to sell. May one sell a Sefer Torah only for these two purposes. This, this is truly indicative of some of the values that Hachamim wanted and were desperate for the Jewish people to maintain, which are Torah study and family. Uh, plainly, plain and simple. It's something extremely interesting to point out. Halacha Gimah. Sefer Torah Shebala, Shenifsav, Notnin Oto Bichli Heres, Vekovrim Oto Etzel Tamid Chacham, Vezehi Genizato. A Sefer Torah that was worn out or that became invalidated is put in a clay vessel and buried beside a Tamit Chacham, a sage. And this is considered its Geniza, or concealment. And some other people say that Geniza is its archive, in fact. Uh, cloths used to wrap the Sefer Torah that were worn out. They, they are made as a shroud for a met mitzvah, and this is considered its archiving. A met mitzvah is a Jewish uh, person uh, who was found uh, dead and he was not buried, uh, and it is one of the biggest mitzvot uh, a Jew can do to bury and to assist, find a final resting place, place for this individual. So one of the so the mitpachot used to wrap the Sefer Torah are used for shrouds for this met mitzvah, and that's considered the archival of this mitpachot. Halachat Dalin. Tik shehuchan lesefer Torah vehunachbo. A case that was used to place the Sefer Torah in it, vechena mitpachot, and the cloth used to wrap the Sefer Torah, vehaaron, and a chest used to house the Sefer Torah, oham migdal, or a stand, the Sefer Torah is placed on it. Even though the, Torah, the Sefer Torah is in its specific casing, and so to a bench or a stand that was designated to, ha to have the Sefer Torah placed on it, and the Sefer Torah was placed on it, these are all have the category and status of Tashmishe Kedusha, or items of sanctity. We'll call it from now, Tashmishe Kedusha. Ve'asur li'zorkan. It is forbidden to throw these items away. Ela, keshe'yivlu, o keshe'yishaveru, nignazin. Rather, when these items, these Tashmishe Kedusha, are worn out, or when they're broken, they are 
put in the Geniza. Aval habimot she'omed alehen ohez ha-sefer However, the platforms that the Sefer Torah is put on and the tablets used to teach um, young children that they were, back in the day they would have tablets with the letters that they would use to teach children how to read, they do not have the status of Tashmishah Kiddushah. V'chen rimone kesef so to the pomegranate shape ornaments made out of gold or silver, these actually still exist in many safari Sifre Torah, and other items that are used to beautify the Sifre Torah are all have the status of and it is forbidden to use them for other purposes unless he sold them uh, and used their funds to buy a Sefer Torah or a Humash. As you mentioned before, the famous rule of Ma'alim Bakodesh in Muridin. And this rule is applied uh, for the items of Kiddushah here as well. That one may use one of the items to sell uh, and buy a Humash, which has the higher status of a Tashmishah Kiddushah, or a Sefer Torah itself. It is allowed to place a Sefer Torah on top of another Sefer Torah. And obviously, if that is permitted, it is also permitted to place a Sefer Torah on top of one of the Humashim, which is one of the single books of the Hamisha Humshe Torah or scrolls. It is also allowed to place a Humash on top of a scroll of Nevi'im or Ketuvim. However, it is forbidden to place a scroll of Nevi'im or Ketuvim on top of a Humash. So it is forbidden to place a Humash on top of a Sefer Torah. And all the sacred, sacred writings even legal writings or rabbinic homiletic writings is forbidden to throw them out and they must be put in Geniza. Different amulets that have on it different matters of Kiddusha, of sanctity. Or it is forbidden to enter a bathroom with them unless they were covered with uh, leather. It is forbidden holding a Sefer Torah. It is forbidden for an individual to enter either a bathhouse or a bathroom or a Bet Kibarot, which is a cemetery. Even though this, the Sefer Torah is wrapped in its cloth and in its casing. Just a quick note, uh, Harambam here categorizes the Bet Kivarot at the same level of the Bet HaKisa and the Bet HaMerhat, which is pretty telling, the fact that the Bet HaKivarot is in fact 
the epitome of Tum'ah and should definitely, definitely not be a place to bring a Sefer Torah in it or to pray for that matter or to read Kriyat Shema or to even read Pesukim as we mentioned before. <clears throat> and an individual may not read from the Sefer Torah unless he distances himself for Amot from the grave or from the for, from a corpse or from the bathroom. And it is forbidden to hold the Sefer Torah while a person is naked. And it is forbidden to sit sit on the same couch or a bed that the Sefer Torah is on it. Obviously, all of this this is out of respect for the Sefer Torah and to maintain the proper um, reverence towards the Sefer Torah. Halachazayin. Bait sheyesh bo Sefer Torah. A room that a Sefer Torah is present. Asur l'shemesh mitatovo ad sheyotzi ennu. A room, again, that a Sefer Torah is present in it. It is forbidden to have relations in the same room until the Sefer Torah is removed or until it is enclosed in a casing. And in that, in that casing is placed in another casing that is not designated for the Sefer Torah. And if a person placed the Sefer Torah in the casing that was designed or designated for it, even if one put 10 of these casings, one within another, it is still considered as one casing and he needs to find another non-designed uh, enclosure for the Sefer Torah to put it in. Or, another option, Harambam says, is if a person makes a partition, ten tefahim high, this is all assuming that there isn't another room for this individual to place the Sefer Torah. However, if there was another room to place the Sefer Torah, it is forbidden to have relations in the same room until the Sefer Torah is removed. Anyone who is Tameh, ritually impure, even a menstruating woman, and this is actually something that other Rishonim disagree with Harambam and prohibit a nida from touching a Sefer Torah. But I feel Goyim, even Goyim, are allowed to hold the Sefer Torah and to read from the Sefer Torah. As the words of Torah do not contract Tumah. There is much to be said on these five words Harambam tells us right here. That the words of Torah do not contract Tumah, however time does not allow us to expand on it. And all this provided, obviously, that Nidot and Goyim are allowed to touch a Sefer Torah, provided the fact that the hands, that these people, individuals' hands are not dirty with teeth or cement, 
And if they are, they may, must wash their hands and only then may they touch the Sefer Torah. Halachat Kol Sefer Torah This is actually reminiscent of something we mentioned in Chot Talmud Torah, that a person must stand up for a stage, sage, as a sage is someone who represents the Torah. So obviously if a person must stand up for a sage who represents the Torah, how much more so must the person stand for the Sefer Torah itself, which is the basis of our covenant with God and the basis of our nation as Jews. And similarly, as one must stand for a sage, one must stand for uh, an elderly person as well, as you mentioned in Anyone who sees the Sefer Torah while it is being carried, one must stand before it. Uh, one must stand until the person carrying it has reached the place that he needed to reach and places the Sefer Torah down, or until the Sefer Torah or the person carrying the Sefer Torah passes out of sight, and only then may these people, may the people uh, sit. It is a mitzvah, it is proper, a fixed place for the Sefer Torah. And it is proper to honor that place and to treat it with extreme respect and courtesy. The words in the tablets of the covenant are contained in the Sefer Torah. Obviously, we're talking about the tablets of the covenant that Moshe Rabbeinu brought down from Sinai after the Jewish people heard God speaking to them. These are the Aseret HaDevarim, and these are on which our agreement with God is essentially based on, as I, as I mentioned before. Adam An individual may not spit before the Sefer Torah. And a person may not expose one's nakedness before the Sefer Torah. A person may not stretch his feet before the Sefer Torah. It's forbidden to carry the Sefer Torah on one's head the same way that one would carry a burden on their head. It's forbidden to give one's back to the Sefer Torah, unless it was 10 tefahim higher than what in, where that individual was standing. If an individual was going from place to place in the Sefer Torah, happened to be with him, if a person may not place the Sefer Torah in a sack and put it on top of a donkey, and then ride upon the donkey afterwards. However, if an individual was worried about bandits or thieves that might steal the Sefer Torah, it is allowed. However, if there was no fear that anyone would steal the Sefer Torah or rob this individual, Someone 
Sefer Torah should be placed in his chest, between his hand and his heart, in his chest, and he should ride his animal and continue on his journey. Halacha Yud Bet. Kol mishi yeshev bifne Sefer Torah, yeshev bechoved rosh uveema vafahad, shehu ha'ed ne'eman al kol ba'e olam. Anyone who is sitting in the presence of a Sefer Torah must sit in seriousness, in awe, and in fear, as the Torah is a, is the faithful witness, faithful witness to all of those who come to the world. Shinne Imar, as the Pasuk in Devarim famously says, that the Sefer Torah shall be there for you as a witness. This is in reference to the Sefer Torah that Moshe Rabbein wrote and God telling Moshe to tell the Jewish people, obviously, that the Sefer Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote at the end of his life will be placed in the Aron as a witness for the Jewish people. And an individual must honor the Sefer Torah to the best of his ability. This is what I mentioned at the beginning of the chapter that Harambam mentions mentioned to us that an individual must treat the Sefer Torah with extreme respect. As Harambam just mentioned, actually, and this will again be echoed in the following sentence, which is a famously a quote from Pirkei Avot, Perek Dalet, Halachavav, made by Rabbi Yoseh, one of the most illustrious Tanaim. Amru Chachamim Harishonim, Harambam mentions the, early tana, the earlier Tanaim as the Chachamim Bishonim, earlier sages. Any individual who dis disgraces the Torah will be disgraced by others. And anyone who respects the Torah will be respected by others. And this obviously again includes those who study Torah and those who know Torah, as well as anyone who respects the Torah in the manners and uh, ways we talked about in this chapter, as the Torah is truly uh, the, um, the book that makes the Jewish people and gives the Jewish people their identity. And not just for the Jewish people, truly changed and shifted mankind. And it is a truly legitimate question to ask where humanity would be if not for uh, the Torah.